Charlie Duff. Wait, one more thing. Yeah. When I left Fox TV, yeah. they don't know this. I was going to be your road guy. I know. The video guy. And Fox TV, remember everything happened at Fox and they took over the news for a while? Yeah. And they wouldn't let me work with you? Yeah. I don't know. Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not privy to all the details, I, I still had but I think somebody out in affiliate land, like the word got around and I don't want to blow anyone's mind that Just maybe Charlie Duff isn't entirely controllable. Hey folks, what do you want out there? <laughs> controllable? No, I'm a good employee. I'm a good person, but you can't have my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you owe me dinner because Joe Biden did make it to the general election. You said he was going to die. That was so stupid. I know. So where are we going? <laughs> that don't work. I'll do it for both of us. <laughs> the name is Charlie Duff. You, of course, you won't forget it if you've come this far. Tucker Carlson today is the name of the show. New episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Fox Nation. We'll <laughs> I'll see you every week at 8 p.m. on Fox News Channel. Just did breaking news. Dub or bullshit. Dub or bullshit. No bullshit. Hey, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, my, I, am I uh, nominated for one of the best podcasts in Detroit? No, and frankly, you should be. Seriously. Thank you. We'll we'll put that on. I should be. Are you? You and Drew? Me? I'm not. Drew. Drew, uh, Drew and Mike show is. God. Who else? Uh, shows I've never heard of. That's but right. they're all wonderful. Yeah, but you want to know like the no bullshit news hour. You know what we have today? Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions, talking Super Bowl, Matt Stafford, what's going on with the Miami Dolphins, the whole shebang. Love the dude. Thanks for being here, Dan. Dan. It's good to be here. Unmute yourself, Dan. I <laughs> will <laughs> oh, fix it in post. And to my right, the Aztec goddess here. Isabel Jones will work as the interpreter today, as we call Isam Bazi, the man on the terror watch list who was let in and given a bus ticket to Dearborn, where he's waiting for his asylum hearing. I, he will speak to us. I spoke to him this week. Is very, very. Uh, his español is muy sofisticado. Here. Get right on that mic, yeah. Turn that up, man. We'll fix that. Try it again. No, we won't. I had too much to fix. Es algo por ahí. Si ya lo escuché hoy. Okay. Thanks for being here, girl. All right. Okay. Now, I want to let you know, before we get into all that, that the No Bullshit News Hour is brought to you by Luke Nowacki at Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Maybe you're... You know any big-time city officials? No. No, that means you have to work. De verdad. De verdad. And you have to save. And you have to make good, sound investments so you can become an old lady and not have to eat dog food in one of these nursing homes. Exactamente. Okay, so you know what you should do? Okay. Yama Luke Nowaki. Muy bien. Okay, his number is 248-663-4748. Uh, 
248-663-4748. Muy bien, lo voy okay. a apuntar. For sound financial advice. Here, look, take a look. Sí, lo veo. What do you do for a living? Ahorita estoy en la casa. Oh, you're like, you work in the house? Yes. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a house mom right now. ¿Tiene un esposo? No. no. Oh, single mom working at home. Sí. Okay, you're working here now. The official <laughs> voice in Espanola, the No Bullshit News Hour. Gracias. Isabel John. <laughs> Call Luke Nowacki. Muy bien. Okay, Pero you got kids? Uno. What? Uh, ¿Cuántos años? Doce años, una niña. Doce, ¿Niña en la universidad o no? No, está en la escuela. Okay, in the school. Okay, so you want to send her to university? Sí, sí. You're going to need the dinero, girl. Sí, claro. You, you can't just guess. Definitivamente. Okay, all right. No acu. Also, if you need to get something done around the house, you have a problem, what city are you live in? Southfield. Southfield. You got problems with the city? Uh, no creo. Okay. I don't think so. Okay, if you do, you know, of the roads in Southfield are bullshit. Muy malos. Muy terrible. That's why I was Awful. a little bit late because the snow wasn't even cleared off my parking lot. What? what? I had to put salt from a box that I found on the side. Yeah, right here. This is here. Right here. Right here. You're going to call ADR Consultants, the ones you call when you need to get something done right on time, on budget. The city's not plowing. Uh, the see. roads are a mess. Mm -hmm. Right? See. And the city doesn't listen to you. Right. Okay, you have business. Uh, not yet. No, let's say we, after you call Luke Nowak and you have a new business. Oh, muy bien, muy bien. And the streets tore up and you can't get it shoveled. What do you do? You call ADR, Barry Ellituck at 248-318-9424. Now, he's, he works big contracts and stuff. Yeah. But he's a friend of this show. Oh. So when it's smaller things, small business people, give him a call, 248-318-9424, because he's smart. ¿Cómo se dice en español? Inteligente. Ethical. Uh, apropiable. Ethicals. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait, why are you correcting the translator? You speak way better Spanish than you even let on. Yeah. That was really poorly spoken in English by myself. But. We, got a, we, 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 got a, we got a saying in the Latino world. See? You know what it is? Okay. We don't die, we multiply. Andale, pues. Andale, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but first, the news. Pure hypocrisy. Governor Gretchen Whitmer loves to travel. Never mind if it's in the middle of a COVID surge. She did it for Biden's inauguration on a private jet. She did it to see her sick father in Florida on a private jet. And now there is the Golden State Gate. Jeez. <laughs> It turns out Madam Governor took a campaign fundraising swing to California last November as Michigan was leading the country in COVID cases and deaths. You re may remember because we told you, right? Mm -hmm. Remember? Yeah, when I saw the story, I thought it was old news. It was old news because this is the no bullshit news hour again. Our sources are impeccable. <laughs> and when we get it wrong, we fix it. Amen. We don't delete it. Go ahead. Can you, can you do sign language too? No, no sé. Can you? You re Yeah, I can't watch this. No, yes, so. That means cool. Oh. Yeah, I got that one. Okay. And this one? You may remember, that was when President Biden was in Detroit hyping the opening of General Motors' new electric vehicle plant in Hamtramck with uh, GM CEO Mary Barra. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. You know, we helped pay for that plant, by the way. Where was Gretch, everyone was asking? Where was Gretch? Mm -hmm. 
when the, the leader of the free world is right in your backyard. Very odd. Now, according to recently filed campaign finance statements, Whitmer made a three-day, five-stop trip from Beverly Hills, Los Angeles, to San Francisco, to the Silicon Valley, pulling in, guess, cuantos? Uh, 2,500. Do, no, <laughs> 200,000, 200,000, pardon. 23. Sí. 223,550 dollars in cash. Man, on top of that, all the trouble she's got going on, right? The number of COVID victims in Michigan's nursing homes remains a mystery. The official count's incredibly low. You heard about that? It's horrible. While her health director delivers tortured polemics about who's actually uh, constituting a nursing home resident. Ridiculous. You'd expect Whitmer to have serious problems come this November, right? Mm -hmm. Except, excepto, mm -hmm. the Republican field is choked with a gaggle of earnest no-names, corporate crazies, and political Lilliputians. Mm -hmm. Not the least of which... Next piece, give me the beep, beep, beep. Next, next piece here. Karen, your take on Governor Whitmer jumping out of town, raising money, gallivanting around while we're, we're red hot and smoking to death with COVID. Well, I mean, Charlie, it's nothing new. I mean, she's been pretty hands off, uh, pretty disconnected from the realities that we've been wrestling with ever as residents of the state. So her activities have been a reflection of her priorities since day one. So I don't think anybody should be surprised. Is that hypocrisy? I'm looking at uh, Boris Johnson throwing parties at 10 Downing Street. Oh, yeah. OK, I'm looking at Trudeau running away and hiding, saying, you know. I've got COVID, mm -hmm. even though... From the truckers, yeah. Yeah, he's got the booster and the double shots and everything, and he, he can't understand what the truckers are saying. Or Gavin Newsom Eating partying up. at Staples Center with his mask off. Yeah. Or so fire, wherever he was. Or a long time ago. And he held his breath. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. look, it's to the point, and again, I told you, I voted for Whitmer before, but I'm a citizen. It stinks. The message stinks. Am I wrong? No, it's not a good look. And it's you're terrible. a libtard. What? Hey, you're a libtard, and it's okay to say that. Yeah, I'm an independent. I'm not going to back them when they do stupid stuff, though. Fuck them. I, I I don't get it. So okay, to be fair now, okay, that's on one side. Holy smokes, ex chief of police James Craig. You know he's running for the Republican nomination yeah. for governor. He's got some mansplaining to do. Okay, give me the music. Breaking news. <laughs> may remember, first told here in the No Bullshit News Hour, Detroit Police Lieutenant Willie Duncan was charged last August for raping a fellow officer. So why is he still listed as being on the job, according to the federal uh, official employment documents with the city? Wow. Okay, why? worse, how was Duncan allowed to stay on the job after the first female officer accused him of rape in 2018? That investigation was ultimately closed, but it should have signaled the foghorn to his superiors who are running this department into the rocks. Duncan had, at that time, over the past 15 years, discharged his service weapon four times. Most cops don't ever fire it at all, and he had more than 80, 80 abuse claims filed by citizens of Detroit, and the average Detroit cop has eight, according to Ross Jones at WXYZ, a very good reporter. 
Duncan also had been reprimanded on numerous occasions for his lack of professionalism and his abusive attitude towards citizens. Not me, the official dossier of the Detroit Police Department. Again, according to that dossier, Duncan's files should have shown any competent commanding officer everything he or she needed to know. So why was Duncan, get ready for this, why was Duncan promoted to a prestigious assignment by Chief James Craig just months after the first rape investigation was closed? That's unbelievable. What's more, the feds are said to be investigating Duncan's behavior in that assignment. So... You're going to run on the record of the police department, sir, and anybody that knows, and almost nobody does because the Lansing people don't bother getting dirty. Yeah, hopefully someone will ask him. And too many Detroit media were giving the guy a pass so he'd come and do a cooking show yeah. or show up to your give, give away, you know, Santa gives, uh, pulls somebody over and gives him a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. When we're talking about crime and children, right, and police leaving the force in droves. And the fake crime numbers. Oh, this is going to be a wingding. <laughs> Keep it here. Right. Now, you would figure, you would figure, a little more breaking news here. Thank you. Breaking news. Like the NBC Nightly News or everything's breaking. You would think with all this going on and everything we're doing down here checking out, that we would get an investigation into some yeah. of this stuff yeah. from Attorney General Dana Ness, right? Right. 80-year-old people dying in the nursing homes. Can you take a look at that for us? Exactly. Apparently, everybody's arguing if it's true or not. Right. That's what the attorney general is for. Exactly. Oh, we got the police department with a bunch of abusive people, right? Raping fellow officers. Right. We need investigation. Yeah. We sit, but we're not going to get that because it's Dana Nessel. Andale. Thank you. The legal geniuses at the attorney general Dana Nessel's office have a major mess on their hands in the Flint water case, the criminal part of it. Genesee County Circuit Court Judge Elizabeth Kelly earlier this month reaffirmed her November order about screening documents that could prove extremely costly to the state and seriously delay court proceedings that have been dragging on for years now. At issue. Follow me, folks. This is big. Follow me, Flint. Here's the issue. Nestle's Solicitor General, Fadwa Hamoud, did not use a tank team when her office subpoenaed documents and passed them around to prosecutors and defense lawyers. Mm -hmm. You want to know what a tank team is, don't you? See. A tank team is a third party that pours through the documents, making sure they're not part of confidential communications between lawyers and their clients. Mm -hmm. Attorney-client privilege. Mm -hmm. She took them anyway. Started giving them out. Like, you have to have somebody say, you can't use that. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. That's like American jurisprudence to its core. Judge Kelly first ruled last November that Hamoud's prosecutors must go back, dig this, they had now they got to go back and review nearly 20 million documents with the Taint Whoa, team. Who pays for that? I'm going to get to that, bro. <laughs> now, Hamoud argues that it would take years to do that, years and tens of millions of dollars, maybe 48 million to be precise. Yes. Nestle's office on Tuesday filed a quiet motion asking Judge Kelly to put on hold the tank team order while it appeals her ruling mm. in the Court of Appeals. So, Judge, do me a favor. Put a stay on this while I challenge you in the next court. Wow. 
put all this together. Last month, investigative reporter Jordan Cheriton and I reported in the Guardian newspaper that Nestle's team decided not to pursue financial racketeering charges against the architects of the Flint water scandal that they had inherited from her predecessors. You know what they say? Justice delayed is justice delayed. Exactly. Oh, Christ. Karen? Yes? Your expert analysis, please. You know, Charlie, I wish I could make sense of it, but as we've talked about prior, there it, it makes no sense. I mean, it absolutely makes no sense. It's kicking the can, uh, and it's it's a disservice to the people in, the, in Flint and the state of Michigan. Well, guys, look at that. <laughs> I know, so concise. Look at that. I don't know what else to say. Get, I mean, we, right. we can drag it out, but we've been, we, you have been sharing, even Jordan coming on the show. Um, I mean, we've been, you've been talking about the facts for so long. Um, I mean, even from the days of Frank Flood, I mean, from uh, from Flood and uh, Andy Arena, I mean, all this stuff, this isn't anything new, but it, it's okay for them to ignore the fact that this is not being resolved. Okay. And you know what that makes me think of? This, you want to know the difference between us and, and like somebody like Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan has people on mm -hmm. and he's guessing at stuff. He, hey, let's have a talk. He doesn't know stuff. I don't know if there's another podcast out there of any size that does its own work. Yeah, you do a lot of good work. We're trying to do the work. Dan Mill, I worked with Dan for many years. I used to put this crap on Fox too. Okay, fine, Dan. I'd be in my underpants while I did it. But that's just a that's just a modern <laughs> don't world. Call it, you, hey, don't call it crap. Look at me, I'm talking numbers in my underpants. <laughs> you know, and then the boss would always tell me, people don't understand numbers. I said, they do. $20 million minus $10 million is not $0 million. Once again, 20 minus 10 is not zero. Wee, wee, wee. People aren't dumb. No, no. Management always thinks listeners and viewers are not the smartest. Well, you know, they're, they're they very are. smart. They and that's are. why they listen yes. to Dan Miller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On uh, Lions uh, Network Radio. Uh, <laughs> Lions Radio Network. Yeah. Is that what Was it is? Is it 97 that's one it, again? Yeah. <laughs> 971, new flagship. First year we just finished. Yeah. And how'd it go? It's great. It's great. They look, they know what they're doing. They have the pistons, they have the wings, they have the tigers. This is what they do. So um look, I, I've been blessed in that the the flagship stations that I've worked with from uh WJR to 971, they've all been great. They they've treated me great. So I have not a complaint in the world. That's great. Mute him. Look at this. <laughs> I know that doesn't fit in with what you're looking for, Charlie. We're on a screen here, bro. Who does sports in the middle of breaking news? Charlie's like, come on, man. You got to have a problem with your employer. Tell them how it is. I'm a good employee, but you can't have my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, speaking of which, we a little little update on Snowmageddon, this exclusive Report by the NBN. We interrupt this insightful reporting to bring Chief Meteorologist James Harvey. Weather Authority. Area can expect an Arctic snap across the region next week where temperatures are going to be dropping the freezing levels. So you might want to break out the hot chocolate and the marshmallows. Ha ha ha! 
It's gonna be cool, man. Cool. I don't know. Maybe not, that's not so great, but he didn't call 15 inches. I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, more breaking news. Nickled and dimed and quartered to death. Karen, why must Detroit cops run back and forth when making a stop to make sure they don't get ticketed by parking enforcement for expired meters or double parking? That's a good question, Charlie. Well, I never I never knew or imagined that, especially over the years. I've seen uh, police vehicles park in spaces that the average person could not park into. I never knew that they were ticketed. That must be something new. Revenue generation. What I don't the know. fuck? Why That's is crazy. Mayor Mike Duggan having cops with unmarked or undercover cars ticketed? Why I've is he making that, them pay? I, you're hearing it now. Why are they having to pay out of their own pockets? Why does the city tow these cars with multiple unpaid tickets when we need all the cops on the street we can get? Why can't a cop park, get a sandwich, tinkle, wash his hands without being worried that he's going to be soaked by the city? Why nickel and dime the police? Detroit has enough problems retaining police officers after we nickel and dime them into bankruptcy. The city has enough problems with crime and not enough cops to fight it. The $45 parking ticket is bad for morale and it's bad for the digestion. <laughs> they get to use the new app that everybody's complaining about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe they have to pay for it themselves out of their own pockets. That sounds like one department not talking to another department. Well, no, again, that makes no sense, Mark. I, I don't care. That, that's not even a department talking to another department. In terms of administering a ticket, that's like, okay, can another police officer pull over another police officer and give him a speeding ticket from the That makes no sense. Yeah. Now, I thought the cops were the law. I know there's people out there like, fucking cops should obey the law like everybody else. You're right. You're right. You're right. But then again, look, I mean, I'm going to drive around looking for a parking spot. You know, I'm trying to get some lunch. Don't you want them to be quick, Johnny on the spot? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. It's, it's it doesn't a, make any it's, sense. It's a mess. It's a mess. Don't believe, parking, don't believe the crap you're being fed. Huh? The parking department is an enterprise department. And so, you know, maybe this is just another means of generating revenue, which are recycling dollars because you're extracting them from the city. They still get a portion of their budget from there as well. I never heard that. What does that term mean, uh, enterprise department? That means that they generate revenue that they keep within their department. Oh, so it's a benefit to the management to do so. Oh. Yeah, but that makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. Not only from a protection standpoint, like Charlie said, if they're running into American Coney Island to grab a bite to eat, if they get a call, they need to be able to quickly depart and respond to the call. They don't need to walk two or three blocks. Yeah. You know, do they get a boot on their car? If they don't pay. I mean, that this is like a, a segment from Saturday Night Live or something. It makes no sense. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's okay, see yo fumo? No? No es bueno. Oh, shit. <laughs> no es bueno. Okay. okay, and finally, wait for this one. The interim fire commissioner, Chuck Sims, in Detroit, must be a climate denier. He must be. You know why? Because somehow the commish must not believe that the banks of the Detroit River freeze over in the winter only to break into slabs of frozen concrete. We got the picture? But here sits the fireboat, tied to its cleats, exposed to the ice and elements, about to sink. Another few weeks on the water, and the hull of the Curtis Randolph is going to crush in on itself like a cheap can of beer. 
City Hall should order it dry docked and store it for the winter. If the mayor can't find the funds, just use those parking ticket dollars you got from the cops. <laughs> Come on, Michigan, with the leadership like this, no wonder so many people are renting a one-way U-Haul out of here. Right. Yeah, right? Right. Are you going? I'm not going. Not now. I love this place. It's not time for me. What do you mean? There's a time for people to transport to wherever they're called. That's true. You know, there is a time and a place for all of God's creatures Everybody. to go where they're called. And I'd like to dedicate today's show to Mark's kitty, Ashley, Aww. who's walked on to the great farm in the sky. They're trying to make me cry. No, it does hurt you, doesn't it? I got to tell you, way more than I ever thought it would, putting down a pet. 17 years old. I mean, 17 years. Saw her every day, and now she's not in the house. It sucks. Mira los ojos. Tienes fotos? Ojos. My eyes? No tienes fotos? No tees? You have pictures? Oh, I have lots of pictures, yeah. She's going to cry? She's, I don't want to. Put one up. Put one up with a kitty, Just look man. at the kitty from the photos and think oh. about the. Oh, the she has wings. Oh, Rainbow Bridge. Think about the good times <laughs> you had with her. I know. All right, this is dedicated to Ashley. A little, a Thank little, you. A little something at the end <laughs> for the, the friends and family and all the well wishes for Ashley. I appreciate it. She's on to her 10th life. Carly. <laughs> <laughs> she's a good old fat cat. I love her. What? Yes. Mm, never mind. Carry on. Okay, so the rant's over. Should we, we have a new Super Bowl commercial. Should we save it? I don't know. It's for Dan good. Miller's prediction, I, 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 or should we use it to introduce Dan? I think we should use it to introduce Dan because I want his opinion on it. Okay. Uh, how do we set this up? Uh, uh, he might hang up and leave. <laughs> no, it's a good <laughs> spot. You're going to like, okay, you, look, you, come on downtown to Michigan and Lafayette, eat in person. Hey, coppers, if I'm working that day, I'll even wash your car. All right. I'll, I'll watch it and wash it. Who's paying for it? Respect to the badge. I, I got it. I know. I got it, man. No, not everybody cheap like that, dude. Having said that, uh, you if if if, if you want to get a Coney kit to the Super Bowl to your house tomorrow, Saturday by 9 p.m., go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. Here's what it's all about. Let's roll this. Do with everything. Aside of cheese fries to go. Ready, set, go, red, go. Detroit might not make it to the championships, but you can have a little bit of Detroit at your next championship party. American Coney Island, 12 dogs with all the fixing. Air mail special, right to your door. That includes Alaska and Hawaii. AmericanConeyIsland.com. The first, the best, and better than all the rest. And they can't fly either. Yeah, baby, I'm going to Vegas. They got a Coney store there, too. Yeah! <laughs> Dan is shaking his head. <laughs> I think it was well done, man. You got nothing. You do got nothing. <laughs> is that the most Reds run? <laughs> he was running for a while there. I got to be honest with you. Just that little bit, right? That 30 seconds of yeah. Red running. I thought he was going to have a coronary. <laughs> oh, please don't go say that. <laughs> He go, man. He go, man. I don't want to. I'm a sedentary pot smoker. <laughs> I don't want to have to put down red this week too <laughs> from his heart problems. Anyway, I want to welcome in. Stop what? with the negativity. Don't say that. Don't put it in the universe. What? Yeah, put it on my Facebook page. Okay. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to welcome in uh, Dan Miller, um, just a, a, a great all-around guy, just a 5-0 guy, uh, voice of the Detroit Lions. Um, 97.1 The Ticket is the flagship station, unless you're in the thumb, then I think you got to do 97.7. It kind of moves around. But, and he's also the, what are you, what you, sports director at Fox 2, Dan? Correct. Yes, sir. Man, me and you, we go back. I miss the times in the Long office. Way. throwing that, Throwing that ball around. You know. I do too, Charlie. It was it was always fun when you would come back there and we'd talk about life or whatever else was going on, and you'd uh, update us on whatever story you had, and it it uh, it turned into a wild story normally. But it's it's good to see you. Good to see Karen, who is always is the voice of reason. Mark, good to see you. Thanks. So let's get to it, brother. Like uh, we we said, hmm. I, I I first got to Detroit in two thousand eight. The Ofer bankruptcy, market collapses. The Lions go zero and sixteen. Fast forward. Stafford is in a Super Bowl, man. I mean, put put that career in perspective. Um, from my perspective, you know, bittersweet because having called every one of the snaps of his career up until this point, I certainly had, you know, dreams that I would be able to call a Super Bowl with Matthew in it wearing a Detroit Lions uniform. That didn't work out. Um, the Rams bet on him. Uh, they backed him up with a lot of talent around him, which I think is, is something that didn't necessarily happen here. And that's something I'm sure we'll talk about, but, uh, they've put it together and now they're on the brink of, of having made a trade that might be, you know, one of the final pieces that gets them there. But this is, this is something, Charlie, I never had a doubt that Matthew could do. I just think you needed to have the supporting cast around him to allow him uh, to, to execute the way that he needs to and and to get to this point. I'm not shocked that Matthew Stafford is going to the Super Bowl. And I think some, you know, there's everybody wants absolutes mm -hmm. when it comes to Matthew Stafford. They tried to have that when he was here. And I think what we found out was that there really in sports aren't many absolutes. And there's not one with Matthew Stafford either. Well, that's uh, why we like sports. It's the one place in life you cannot lie is the sporting field. You know, I always thought he was a high talent guy, a high character guy. He didn't bitch. He didn't complain. He showed up to work. And I think he shouldered too much of the burden of, of Detroit losing so long. I look, yeah, I know he was reckless with the ball. There'd be inopportune times. He was trying to do too much. I, I think. No, I agree with that. And, and, and I think one of the things that he had working against him in Detroit was the fact that, and, and look, I said for years and I've said it publicly, less Matthew Stafford would be a better Matthew Stafford because you're right. It, it did often come down to him trying to drag the team along when he didn't have the same amount of talent as another premier team on the other side of the line of scrimmage, be it offense, defense, special teams, whatever it was. And he didn't have much room for error. And, and oftentimes if Matthew Stafford made a mistake, that meant, that the Detroit Lions weren't going to win. And this isn't breaking news. This isn't some sort of hot take. That's why they went through Martin Mayhew and Bob Quinn and now have Brad Holmes and went through, you know, Jim Schwartz to, to uh, Jim Caldwell to Matt Patricia and now on to Dan Campbell. I mean, the, those things back up what we're saying, that the team wasn't good enough. I think there are certainly days where Matthew Stafford wasn't good enough. But more so, I think the onus was on the organization to build a better team around him. And that just never happened in a consistent manner.
Dan, can I ask you a question? I mean, and, and we hear this often. I mean, is should the Lions be sold? Can it go back to ownership and their unwillingness uh, to invest in creating a winning team? Because losing is now part of the Lions brand. I can't I wait for the voice of the Lions that, to tell me this. has been done wrong by management, it is that they have entrusted the wrong people for too long. Matt Millen, probably the, the number one example of that. But look, when... Bob Quinn was hired. Everybody jumped up and down and said, that's the next guy. That's a good hire. When Matt Patricia was hired, people thought he was ready to become a head coach. When Jim Schwartz was hired, people thought that he was on the brink of becoming uh, a good head coach. And he did some good things here. But uh, Jim Caldwell was a high quality guy who had been to a Super Bowl as a head coach. So I think Things haven't lined up for him, Karen, but I think other than Millen, a lot of the moves that they've made have been the right ones. Certainly, probably now in retrospect, keeping Quinn and Patricia for the extra year wasn't the right way to go because it, it set the team back in terms of the way that they drafted, the way that they built the team. But I, I'm not a believer in that. If they were meddlesome, if they were people that, that got in there and tried to direct their football people on how to make decisions, I would be much more willing to put the blame on them, but I've been close to it. They don't do that. They entrust their football people to make football decisions. It's just, they haven't found the right people right. to make the right decisions often enough to this point. He never, he never really reached uh, big expectations here. And I think that's because he was the number one overall draft pick. You just expect that guy to win Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. If he wins the Super Bowl, do we start talking about hall of fame? Is this a hall of fame career? Yeah, I think it is, Mark. It just I'll just cut right wow. to the chase because his numbers were already there. He's going to need two, Dan. He's going to need two. He, you, you're right. Like, his numbers are outstanding. You know, His, his numbers are already there. If you look at his numbers, he's the first to 40,000, 50,000, all these different numbers, whatever they are. I don't, I don't know exactly, sure. but they're there because I've, I've talked about him before. And, and we used to talk about him during games. Hey, that puts Stafford to X. He's the fastest quarterback to X. Look, the numbers were, were tracking in that direction already. And if you add a Super Bowl to that resume, I really think he's right on the brink. And Charlie, whatever, he gets two, it's, it's game I, I would say it gets but an Eli it, Manning deal. But if you just look at, you know, look, because of the 12 years with the Lions, I'm just – more or less, the his well, let me let me say let me seventy five well, and ninety is what I'm saying. With somebody the other day, remember if he ends on a high note with the Rams, that's what will be most recent in people's mind. There will be a recency bias of what he did with Los Angeles more so than what happened in Detroit. Not that it won't be talked about, not that it won't be part of the record because it is. But if you're asking me. The answer to, to Mark's question is, yeah, I believe if he wins a Super Bowl, he will go to the Hall of Fame because the numbers are there. And I'm also assuming he's probably going to put in a couple more years of adding to the numbers that he already has, yards, touchdowns, all those things. And, and, and when all is said and done, if you add a Super Bowl title to that resume, it's, it's going to look really good. Well, I'm from Detroit and not people talk. So it goes like this. Well, well Goff took the Rams. To the Super Bowl, too, and then look at him with the Lions. So is it a matter of the talent he now has, or is it his talent himself? I think, Charlie, both can be correct. Both can be correct. That you mad. need a certain amount of talent to win a Super Bowl, and you need a certain amount of talent around you to win a Super Bowl. Now, look, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, okay? 
Yeah. That doesn't mean that Trent Dilfer is a, a Super Bowl quarterback or a Hall of Fame quarterback. He doesn't have Hall of Fame numbers. He doesn't have a Hall of Fame career. You have one of the greatest defenses of all time behind him in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a nuanced conversation where you can't just say, okay, you're crowning him a Hall of Famer because he won a Super Bowl. No, I'm saying he would be a Hall of Famer because, yes, he won a Super Bowl to cap it off, but his numbers were already tracking in that direction. And to your point, look, there's no doubt that when you put him in Los Angeles with a head coach who's a heck of an offensive coach and play caller, a Hall of, a Hall of Fame-laden defense with three Hall of Famers on it and other All-Pros, that you put him in a better situation than he was in Detroit. Best situation he had in Detroit was 2014 when they had a historically good defense. Unfortunately, they also had an offense that was led by an offensive coordinator who got fired eight games into the next season, midway through the next season, in Joe Lombardi. It didn't work. They jumped up 14-0 against Dallas in a playoff game and scored six points the rest of the way. So the stars have to align. It's, it's not just about one player but it's about things falling into place. And if you go back and look at some of these Rams games recently, Stafford has made some mistakes. I mean, he's been really good in the playoffs, but even towards the end of the regular season and in the regular season, there were times where he made a mistakes, mistakes that would have killed him in Detroit because he didn't have a defense to back him up mm -hmm. and get him the ball back without maximum damage being done. And, and that's what he's got in Los Angeles. This is I'll tell to you me, what. but let me just finish this. To me, what I would say is this, this is less about saying, Matthew Stafford is X than it is about saying, here's how you support a quarterback and here's how you build a team that's capable of winning a Super Bowl. Well, the great, that's true. And the greatest quarterback in Los Angeles Rams history, okay, not, not St. Louis Rams, is Warren Beatty. Heaven can wait. What a movie. <laughs> we're going to go Roman Gabriel and go back somewhere there. I, I thought that was, wasn't his name back. Roman Gabriel in the damn picture? Uh, no. <laughs> Go watch that. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty it's a good, good movie. movie. Yeah, still, still holds up. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of like, get to the Super Bowl. Got there. Didn't win it. Jim Harbaugh coming back to Michigan. Your take. I guess the question is, the the he was he was out of here, but the Vikings didn't want him. Is that is that how you're seeing it? I don't know that that's actually the truth. There seems to be. I, I know everybody's claiming they have great news uh, on oh. this. I, I'm not sure that's true. I think they got pretty far down the road. And, you know, whether or not there was a firm offer in writing on the table, it seems like they got pretty far down the road. Um, I, I will tell you that when we were at the Senior Bowl, we were told, and I'm using we because it was actually told to my cameraman that, you know, well, uh, we were told it? that he turned the job down. Now, I don't know if that's true, but this came from somebody that, that would know what's going on with the Vikings. Okay. I, I don't have a second person to back that up. But I will just tell you, there seems to be enough out there with everybody claiming that they have the story that I don't know whether it was true or not. But you know what? In the end, what are we really talking about here? Why are people so wrapped up right. in whether or not he got offered the job? Right. Why are some people wrapped up in whether or not he went and looked at possibly taking another job? I think right. this is we are, we are so full of phony indignation in the schadenfreude that, that it's it's just crazy it's and like, we want everybody to get whatever. hurt how many how many people that are claiming that it's bs that he went and looked for another job have never went and looked for another yeah. job themselves have never thought i might look really good over there but it didn't work out so they stayed where they Can were I just, I just make, i think it's let me make a declaration i was thinking about all this about 
you know, sports, sorry, dude, sports TV, sports radio, driving what sports are, especially college sports. Mm-hmm. You're, it's getting ruined because look at this. Jim Harbaugh is good for Michigan. I like Jim Harbaugh. But they're, they're no, like, guns in the dorm rooms. They raise fine young men. They go off and they do stuff, right? He's got four seasons with 10 wins. He finally got his thing over the top. Now when Jim's going to go, what do we turn into? My university. This carousel of like, we tried it with Rich Rod. I, I like the guy's character. I like the stability. We've won two championships since 1948. Mm-hmm. It's not like we win championships. We're just good and it's Look, a good place to be. Go ahead, bro. Am I wrong? I, 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 no, I think you can question what he has done since he's been there on the field in terms of wins. Sure. One victory against Ohio State isn't what anybody had in mind since he's been there. It could have been three. To your point, could have been three. Could have. You know, if you get a better spot, maybe you had a critical yeah. win there and that season becomes much bigger. But look, to your point, he does do things the right way. He does keep his kids in line. It's not like you feel like, you know, they're, they're running the wild, wild west out there. So I think there are a lot of things to like, but you know, look, we're a winning and losing society. We, we look at whether you win big games or lose big games. And until this year, he hadn't won enough big games. Now he's done it. I just, I just think a lot of the, the, the gnashing of teeth and, and, and people pounding their fists and being angry about this stuff. It's, it's unfortunately, I think where we've gone as a business. And I think it's, you know, business. This, this, this idea that we have to argue and that we have to yell and we have to plant our flag and that we have to have some hot take. I think it's, it, it grinds you down, man, because there's, there's nuance to this stuff. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be somewhere in between. And I think too often we, we, we fail to acquiesce to that because we want to have, the hot take to let people know how angry we are about a situation. I mean, there's less enjoyment of sports now and more anger about sports than there ever has been. You know what makes me angry is like Mark wants to get you say something, he gets fired up, his eyes start (laughs) flashing, his hand goes up, and he doesn't say shit. I want Dan to finish. Okay, here's my hot take. I got a hot take He's not Jesus. I got a hot take. I still maintain that Miami, the Dolphins, were a bit of a wild card for Harbaugh with the Ross connection there, plus it's Florida, no... No tax. I mean, there's a lot to like about Miami. And then the Brian Flores thing happens. Oh, wait, time out. Everybody pause. What that's called right there, what Mark just did, is high professional move. It's called a segue. It's unbelievable. I have it right here, like three things to talk to Dan about. (laughs) Stafford, Harbaugh, Ross. And oh, my God, no wonder he was flashing. And he's like, he's floor directing. Sorry, man. Hey, listen. That dude's a seasoned professional (laughs) right there. Look, you know what? That's an interesting point, Mark, because there seemed to be, let's go back before the Flores thing broke, there seemed to be kind of this feeling where people started to say, hey, maybe if he's going to go to the NFL anyway, then Ross will say, I'm going to bring him to Miami. If he's going to go anyway, even though I said I'd never take him from Michigan, if he's going to go anyway, then maybe he'd want to come with me. And I was asking people about that. People were like, yeah might be something to that so i don't know now obviously that that situation in miami is toxic so you know anybody that goes there better be ready for some rough times and that's that's not a move that a jim harbaugh would want to make but i I, it would have been interesting to see how that might have played out mark and if in fact 
Ross would have come back around to maybe say, okay, then maybe you are my guy if you're definitely leaving. Let's do this. Karen, you you handle the race part of Ross. Oh, and- that's racist, Charlie. Why? Because I'm, <laughs> because I'm afraid to talk about black stuff. things. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't need people clipping and taking me out of context, even though I am black. <laughs> because I don't, right. I don't know as much about that as I, as I, my question is more about the gambling, but yours is, you know. Well, and, and certainly, you know, the NFL brought in Jay-Z that was supposed to be some show or sign of commitment to diversity, equity and inclusion, um, you know, for the league. And now the issue with Flores uh, and the accusations that are coming as a result. What does this do for him, his career and certainly the NFL, if anything at all? And give a primer, Dan, as to what we're talking about, if you don't mind. Flores, uh, Brian Flores, the the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, is suing the NFL, and I don't want to get the language wrong here for racial bias and hiring, claiming among other things, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here that he was offered a hundred thousand dollars a game by Dolphin management to lose so they could tank for Joe Burrow, claiming that he had a tech exchange with Bill Belichick, which is public now. Uh, that Belichick was congratulating him on getting a job, but he thought he was talking to Brian Dable and Flores was still going to interview for the job and hadn't even interviewed yet. And uh, apparently from what Belichick seemed to be indicating that the, the Giants had already made up their mind as to what coach they were going to hire. And again, they hadn't even hired Flores yet. So um, that's the recap of it. What it, uh, Karen, if you're asking me what it does for his career, Um, I think clearly he made the decision that he didn't at this point care about his career as much as he cared about changing what he views as the inequity in the hiring process in the NFL, because I think this does make it more difficult for an NFL team to hire him while he is in the midst of suing entities around the league. I think that's, that's a decision he clearly made in filing this was that, you know, I know this may not help me, but I believe it will help people coming after me if I can prove my case and, and get this more out in the open. So it becomes a Kaepernick of the coaching ranks. Well, in, not in even Kaepernick. Kaepernick never said anything. He took a knee. He yeah, but whatever, whatever. Come on, we get stop with the parsing. He's being black. No, but I'm saying like, he let's spoke not, with let's his actions. There are, there are very specific um, detailed accusations that Flores is making. I mean, Kaepernick took a symbolic knee to stand against police brutality. He did more I mean, than that. He did I'm more sorry? than that. He did more than that. And you diminish him when you say that. Well, I'm not diminishing it. I'm saying let's not mix up the two. Uh, and but but look at what happened to. Well, look at what has mix happened. up anything. I goddamn well want to mix up. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm living USA. Yeah, I can say what we, oh, Dan's like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, I told you Dan's going to hang up and say, hey, I lost a connection. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Karen. <laughs> well, can I, can I ask Dan a little bit? No, no, okay, no. I'm done. I'm done. I'm on here. Yeah, you're no good, Karen. You, Karen wasn't finished. I, I, I did bad. <laughs> you know, I, I, I am finished. I mean, okay. the, but, but the, the thing about it is, is that for me, I look at the league. Um, You know, it is an old boys network, like so many other industries, so many other corporations. There is no African-American ownership. There is one uh, African-American coach while 80 percent of the players are black. And at some point, you know, there are things that go on. I I, I don't doubt that. I mean, that is 
the league, like, again, so many other industries. But how do you change it if you don't speak up and speak out? But the reality is, is that will this really make a difference or will the NFL, you know, resolve? They'll, you know, come to some type of resolution, pay him off. We won't hear from him again. And everything goes back to normal. Let me do this, Dan. To me, the other issue, and maybe even bigger in terms of the NFL's eyes. The, no, no. Oh. The sanctity of the sport sure. and, and where this league's going to go. Ross, right? Mm-hmm. What the hell's his first name? Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross, Ross. Big developer. Uh, Flores alleges that Ross offered him $100,000 for every game that he threw. Should Ross lose his club? And what kind of damage does this do to the NFL since a lot of its popularity is based on gambling? I think clearly there's going to be an investigation into this, and I think everything would be on the table. I, I, we've never <clears throat> helped me. Have we ever seen a situation if this allegation was proven to be true or where you had an owner demand that his team lose? Now, look, we've seen tanking. Mm-hmm. We've seen, you know, that, that's why the NBA came up with the lottery because they thought that the Houston Rockets had tanked in the mid-'80s to get a higher draft pick. Um, and we ended up with the lottery at that point, but this would be the most overt thing that I think I can remember and correct me if you guys have something else. If in fact, we find out that an owner offered a head coach money for every game that he lost to improve their draft position, because that cuts to, to every uh, gambling. Yeah. And everything else that we think of as being part of professional sports and sports in general is that when people sit down to turn on a game or people pay money to go see a game that they're going to see that team at least perform with the intent to do their best, the coaching staff with the intent to do their best. Um, I mean, go back to last year, people were angry when the Texans were winning game late and the lions were winning games late because it was altering their draft position. So it's, it's kind of a conversation that goes both ways. But when you start bringing ownership into it, uh, I wouldn't even know what the league would do at that point if this were proven to be true, because it would be just cut to the core of everything that they are supposed to be built on. And and that would be, yep. you know, I, again, if you can think of something that that parallels this, have at it, because to me, I, I this is this would be one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Do you think? The um, do you think the NFL looks for an African American um, group to buy the Denver Broncos? Is that one what way? Are you doing? Well, no, I just Denver is that, Broncos. Is that, well, they're for sale. Is that one way why they try to? Why can't it be an individual? Well, they're because well, it's never because it's never just an individual. Cut, cut, cut! United States of Benetton speaking now. It's never just an individual. United States of Benetton speaking now. Yes, sir. Let me just speak sense. Yeah. That's bullshit. If you want to buy it, get a group of people I, together and make a bid. I agree, but that's what I'm wondering. Will the NFL try to... Why the fuck am I talking about the goddamn Denver Broncos? That's part of the Flores suit. Oh. Strike that from the record, Your Honor. We'll fix that in post. Okay, remove the screed. <laughs> I got too much to fix. I'm over here. It's smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. Well, I don't All right, care. scrap it. No, it's my program. My name text, on it. Text me your answer later, Dan. Okay, breaking news. <laughs> Dan? <laughs> I got you, Mark. Dan Miller, voice of the Detroit Lions with the exclusive Super Bowl pick. Not only the pick, but should you take the line. All right, Dan, tell us how to gamble. 
I like the Rams to win this one. I, I think they finished this thing off. Uh, I think Cincinnati's had a charm season. There, There is a part of me, you know, even as I was watching Cincinnati going to the AFC Championship, I was talking to somebody and I said, you know what, these young teams that get started, you never know it's their time until it is their time and you say, dang, it should have seen that coming. And they did it against Kansas City, so I'm not counting them out. But if you're asking me which way I would go in this game, I think Los Angeles with their experience, their defense, Stafford, the way he's playing right now, Cooper Cup playing as well as any receiver has played probably since Calvin had his record-setting season. Uh, I just think it, it appears to be the Rams' time, so I would take the Rams in this game. What's the, what's the score? It's a spread. <laughs> we'll get to that uh, what next. is it, three and a half right now or something like that? Yeah, I think it's three, three and a half. half. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I would probably take the Rams something 27-17, 30-17, to 17, something along those wow. lines. I think I I'd look. I think if 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 they play the kind of game they're capable of playing, and honestly, a lot of that comes down to Stafford not making some of the mistakes that we've seen this year with the pick sixes and stuff like that. If he gives Cincinnati easy scores and reasons to believe that they're in this game and it could be their time, then it becomes a different situation. But if he keeps this thing close to the best and they play the way they're capable of playing, I don't necessarily know that it's any better than a ten point game. LaDuff's expert analysis from his basement where I get to smoke in the tool room and look out across the basement at the TV. The Bengals have a porous offensive line. They are studs up front in L.A. Look for a repeat of Kansas City, Tampa Bay last year. I'm I'm calling this baby 31-17. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with you. I think it's a double-digit game if if the Rams play that the way that they're capable of playing. But you know what? That's why you roll it out there and play. And it's going to be fun to watch. Absolutely. um, This is... This is the these will be the brightest light Stafford has ever played yeah. under, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. I'm I'm anxious to see. I it. really want my brother to win this one. I I do Me look too. all yeah. of you douchebags, and you're not. You know, I mean, you just carried away. He's one of ours. Anybody that's one of ours, I want to I want to win. He's a good guy. Look, Unless I'm playing I, against. I, here's him. what I'll say about Matthews: I've spent a ton of time with him, and most often we we most often we would do our interviews on Mondays after games. And I would see the toll that the previous game had taken on him, whether he limped in, fell into a chair, bruised up, battered up, bandaged up, all that stuff. I know what he's put into this. I know how much he cares about it. So while I do admit it, it is bittersweet because I wanted it to happen with me on the call if I, and I wanted it to happen for these fans. I wanted it to happen for Detroit. Um, oh my God! Wait, okay, wait. <laughs> I got it, bro. Ready? No, I seriously. Um, you're youngish. If you ever watch YouTube and you want to watch like English Premier League and you can't get it, they've got like two goofballs watching it and calling it. So you actually just watch a guy watching the game. You could do it. Yeah, get Lomas. Oh, I think, no, I think. <laughs> oh I, my God, no, if, if you did like Facebook that Live. Me, one of the, I would love to do that after my career is over and I can say anything <laughs> I want to say. I would love to just be able to be on Sirius Satellite Radio or something like that where you could watch a game with people and just, you know, what the blank is that? Mm-hmm. And just, you know, do Mystery Science Theater watching a football game and just have fun. That would be a blast. That's, and I think people would love that. I think that. you should do it this week. But now we got to sure, we got I'm sure there'd be copyright issues and everything else. Yeah, you just watch it's, it. Uh, <laughs> I'll listen, Charlie, I'll be sitting on the couch right back there and I'll, I'll call the game to myself. Look, I'm, 
If I'm he wins over. it, I will be very happy for him. I know what he's put into it. He's a good dude, man. And and he he okay, he's look, endured a lot to get to this point. I will call you when you put it on speakerphone so I can just listen to Dan Miller like eating nachos and shit. As long as I can call it for somebody, even you, Charlie, I'll call. I'll uh, by the go. way, this is for Isabel. Dan, who's the greatest Latin football player in the history of the NFL? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I got that motherfucking racist. I got one. Uh, <laughs> how about Munoz? Munoz I was going to say Anthony Munoz, probably. Yeah, got to be. The ta tackle for the I Bengals. mean, he's, he's one of the greatest tackles to ever play. So. Um, greatest Hawaiian? Sure. Greatest Hawaiian. Um, the guy with the hair. Uh, Tua. Tua Tag. I can't, Alamalu, I can't even Junior pronounce it. There you go. Seau. <laughs> yeah, Junior Seau. There you go. Okay, the greatest Native American. That's a great. Hmm. <laughs> Plunkett? Oh, there you go. Was he Native American? Uh, <laughs> Johnny Six Killer? Hmm. Tony Gonzalez. Where does he fit in? Oh, this? Tony Gonzalez. Gonzalez. That's correct. He was, a, he was a nice guy. I had the Jim freaking Thor. He the Super Bowl. Yes. He, yep. Case closed, I had the Dan. opportunity to work with him when Detroit hosted the Super Bowl. <laughs> Very nice guy. Who was that? Dort? Gonzalez. <laughs> Oh, totally oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro. Okay. The greatest, Total pro. The greatest Arab. Ali Haji Sheik. He was good. What about uh, <laughs> Salah? Uh, the coach? He's the greatest coach. Uh, yeah. It's a universal worldwide game now. I know. It's really cool, it's really actually. Charlie. Okay. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's getting okay, there. The greatest African, not African-American. Hmm. Christian Okoye. The Nigerian nightmare. Mm. See? Okay. There's got to be someone better than that. <laughs> the greatest Asian. Uh, the, kick, the kicker for the Falcons right now. Okay. What's, come on. I can't respect. think of his name. Okay, cool. All right. Well, Dan, you failed that. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I don't know. I wasn't either. But it's got to be prepared. I done my, uh, Wait, my somebody's asking, what about the Asian? What's, what's the best Asian player? I just said gotta... hello. What's it <laughs> on time delay? <laughs> If you're gonna start naming all these different, you gotta include everybody. That's the danger. I, I said that, but but I then I corrected said East Asian because Asia's huge. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, right. and you know it's what? You're right. You do you do have to go through, and then somebody's gonna get in trouble because they're gonna assign a nationality or or an ethnicity to somebody that they don't have. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's always for love. All right. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, Dan my, Miller. I, I have, yeah, half my job, Charlie, coming on here was just getting through this thing. <laughs> you did well. You That's did every really week. Well. I love you, man. Thank you for your time. You too. A lot Thanks, of respect. Guys. Appreciate, appreciate all of you. Be good. Good seeing you. Take care. Bye. You too, guys. No, no better football. Now. He's the best. He's, he's the best. best. You know why, too? He's got a good personality. Yeah, he's a incredible human being but Charlie, it was crazy i believe i was in the airport and somehow i don't know i ended up talking to some myself from detroit and their whole thing was like oh my god that's where dan miller is do you know dan miller and i mean he was just i said guys calm down he was a huge fan okay um let me a little off i, I want to i'm going to make a call to um to um isam bazin his brother was sam uh uh isam is on the terror watch list He's picked up at the border, released, and he's living in Dearborn waiting for his asylum hearing. I spoke to him this week, and they said they would join us. Isabel Jones is with us to interpret because um, they're born in Lebanon. His brother speaks English, but his 
other brothers speak Spanish because one moved to the United States, one moved to Venezuela mm. when they were like 20. Wow. After the Civil War. Mm. Okay, so um, tell us about Hall Financial. And let me see if I can figure out this phone. <laughs> well, because wait, him. here's the setup. He's staying in a nice little Cape Cod. Nice, tidy little yeah. outfit on a tree-lined street in Dearborn. You broke the story last week, yeah. And if you're looking... Oh, for your own little Cape Cod, wherever it may be. The thing you want to do is call Hall first. The website is call Hall first. Um, Can we let David take it away? Because since I don't have any copy in front of me. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Take it away. I'm David Hall from Hall Financial. Choosing between a 15 or 30 year mortgage can be difficult, which is why we offer the modern mortgage, a flexible term that's customized for you. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with us online at callhallfirst.com. What a pro. That's the way to do it. Mortgage rates are likely to change. How many yeah. times are I going to tell you that? So let me see here. And if you're going to buy, honestly, call them first and then figure out what you can do, how much you can get it for. Yeah, I can hear. Let's see here. Um, I dial one. You're right? dial- yeah. It's a regular I phone. I no, I never use the freaking phone down here. You notice you don't use ones on cell phones anymore? No, I know. Well, then why were you busting balls, man? <laughs> Because I rarely get the chance to. Hey, you guys. When you have company, be nice. <laughs> See? The Bozzy brothers keep their word to me. The whole world wants to know. Tell me, Coleman, too. It's 209. And thanks, Karen. Please leave your message for three. Oh, nice one. Let me try him on this one. Cause Good, now you got now you gotta end that. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Let me talk to this guy. Mix it in post, Mark. What's that? Mix it in post. I too many things. I actually I I'm not fixing any of it. Let me see here. Let's try this again. Who doesn't like a show with a little mistake, right? A mistake. So what makes it move? It was nice having Isabel here regardless, so Thank you. She's actually good. She's really good. Yeah. That's why you guys should be nice so she'll come back. Are we being nice enough, Isabel? Yes, I got a glass of water. That's oh, well, that's all it takes. That's crazy. it? That's all they gave you, Isabel? A water? Come on, do you, guys. Do you, want, do you want a beer? We have plenty of that. No, they're being polite. I appreciate that. Okay, good. If not, let me know. I'll get them in order. I'll try. Okay, thank you. Now, I know Charlie had talked to him earlier this week, as he mentioned off the top of the show. I'm dying to get the follow-up to this guy. And if you, didn't, if you didn't hear about it, check it. Uh, check last week's episode. Of course, they're all up on the, uh, the website. It would be interesting to get his, his side of the story. One more time. Because if you don't, if you gave me your word, Charlie said and you want to be in my country, mm-hmm. and you're on a terror watch list, and you're not going to return my call. I'm not going to like you very much. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you could have just said no. That's, that's right. I mean, keep your word, man. Is Isabel getting a Coney kit? She had a Coney. Oh, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys are really good at this. Improv. What, killing time? Yeah. <laughs> it's the American way. Yeah, lots of experience of killing time. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do, do. It's good. It was a right. Um, 
Would you be on there? I know that you had a interview with immigration this week. Why are they still, what? Why are they still letting you hang around? Did you did they bring it up? What led you to believe like it was better to cross the Rio than to fly in on, the, hmm. on an airplane and since you could obviously fly. All right. Please leave your message. Okay. No dice. Here's what we're gonna do, guys. Wasam? Isam, you hear me? You'll see me this week. <laughs> got my word on that. Okay. Uh, oh, you got my word on that. Do you want to fill us in on anything you talked to him about this week? You said he, he went I don't to know why. I don't know why I'm on the list. I don't know why my brother's on the list. We left Lebanon when he was 20 years old. I, I don't know why he would be on a terror list. Hmm. But you said he had a meeting. He's a good guy. The reason he came over here was a cousin of ours in Caracas was murdered. They robbed the store. It's just too out of control. And I said, well, that happens in Detroit every day. <laughs> that's interesting, though. You said he went to immigration, though. You had a meeting with him. That's when I called Isabel because yeah. then the Spanish got really complicated. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the wife, because uh, Isam got to bring his wife and child as well, mm -hmm. and she had a, an appointment mm -hmm. with whatever agency it was. I don't know if it was ICE, Homeland Security. I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Right? But apparently they went, they had a talk, it's no problem, and he was allowed to go home. I don't know if it was the FBI, I don't know who it would be. Mm. Wow, okay. But a lot of holding up the hands, what did I do? I said, what did you do? What did you do? Yeah, till you tell us. I mean, what did you do, dude? You, just, you come in proper, you got money. Yeah. You yeah. flew to Monterey, why didn't you just... Because what happened two years ago, he tried to get a travel visa. Oh. Tourist visa. Mm -hmm. And they flagged him being on the terror watch list. So this, this didn't, didn't mm -hmm. just happen. Uh -huh. They saw him and put, nope, denied. Do you think he's generally confused as to why he's on the terror watch list? Or do you think he has an idea? He could be surprised. Well, the fact that he's willing to go to immigration now. He's being proactive Dude, about you, it. Dude, you're, you're going to go to fucking immigration because they called you in because you're yeah. on the fucking 10 o'clock news. Yeah. Because the Caracas papers, I just got the text here. Okay, hold on a second. What's this say? <laughs> this is like a scripted reality show. What is? Our podcast. I mean, I like it. We get to, everything is so real and in real time. It's like a reality show. <laughs> Not our fault that guests didn't show up. No, and, and that's okay, but that's part of it. And I'm saying people get okay. to see it a lot of times by the, when you see and hear things, everything's so smooth because everything's been covered over everybody's pivoted or, you know, made up for it. This is the reality of doing a live show. I mean, we could always get Dan back on and have him answer my Broncos question. Isabel, what's the headline say? It says, Isam Bassi is innocent. They have him in the um, prison. He's it's, innocent. Broncos yes. says he's innocent. Isam Bassi, innocente? Mm-hmm. And what is a solicitante? Solicitante. So uh, solicited the asilo. What's an asilo? Um, I believe is the 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 jail. Okay. Presunto terrorista. Is like what you said supposed to be? A so they're asking the question: Is he a terrorist? Terrorist or is he innocent? Why is it such a hard question to figure out? Asking? But who are they what, asking? What is he doing in the, in the United States? Yeah, that seems to be what everybody yeah. wants to know. I just read it in Spanish and I'll interpret. Okay. Esta es la persona? This person? 
So, um, Isam Basi, inocente, solitante, de asilo, o presunto, o presunto terrorista venezolano en los Estados Unidos. Is Isam Basi an innocent guy who has mistaken identity or is he a terrorist in the United States? Right. Con un número sin precedentes de personas atrapa atrapadas ingresando ilegal ilegalmente en los Estados Unidos. So he just came in here illegally. Legally, yeah. Exacto. Okay, you want asylum, why? A través de su frontera de, de sur. Um, Did they actually talk? ¿Cómo es el nombre de este periódico? ¿Este periódico? Simón. Dice noticias. Noticias de. Just noticias. Parece ABC, pero no estoy segura. Puedes, ABC. Puede ser ABC. Okay, mm -hmm. ABC. It's ABC in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. They're on to it. So we want to know, dude. Mm -hmm. And you gave me your word. So. Charlie, if he's a crook, do you really think his word has much value? I, I don't know. I don't look. Because, look, it goes like this. It's just, let me be a, a human. Okay. Maybe, look, may, I don't know. There's very serious information in his classified file. Mm -hmm. It's called high derogatory information. I, right. I can't get it. I don't right. know. Maybe it's happened before. You shouldn't be on this list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All I know is this. You are on this list. Yeah. You came over on a raft. They found you. The rules of the country are... You don't get in. If you're mistakenly on it, you go back to Caracas, mm -hmm. you file a protest, mm -hmm. and you see if you can get in. Right. Yeah, from there. From Okay, yeah. so you can present to me, please, the people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, that's weird. Okay, we, we might like you a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're bullshitting me. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that can happen is that if the person is under pressure and fear. They're not going to be sure who to talk to and how much. Because when I've done some cases in court, they're just afraid. They're like, who do I trust? You know, who is really going to help me? And then they might be afraid that because this is the channel news that is going to go all over the world, podcasts and so forth, they might feel that what if the government really denies us because of this. Yeah. You are an interpreter in immigration court, aren't you, in all kinds of legal proceedings? <laughs> yes? No, I'm not. I just, I just help people. I interpret peop, uh, for people when they're in um, jail, when they're in court, whatever needs to be interpreted. I didn't know that. Mm. Oh, you're a fucking player. Oh, you I, know interesting things. I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. No, the, you know, the culture that you see within our culture is all of our culture. Yes. Absolutely. Right. We're just people here. Yes, this exactly. This is great. Well, you, you will come back. Thank you. You'll, be, you'll be friends with the show? Sure. You, will you be the official interpreter I can. of the No Bullshit News Hour? I can do that. Fucking all right. right. Well, Who's got that? There's a victory. <laughs> does Fox 2 got that? No. No. <laughs> does, 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 um, does Whitmer have that with the... With the sign language person? Uh, I don't think no. so. No. Is, is, is there Spanish sign language different than English sign language? No creo. I don't think so. She goes, I don't no, believe. I don't think so. I don't think so because is, letters are letters. Where, whatever language. Word, oh, yeah. letras son letras. Sí. 
How do you like my pronunciation? Está mejor. Eh, eh, close your eyes. Porque letras son letras. Yeah? <laughs> sí. Yeah? I'm just like I'm, I'm standing in Barcelona. <laughs> Exactamente. <laughs> no más que tienen un... You just wanted it. You just wanted to pronounce it Barcelona. I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Te gusta uh, el castellano, el el español de castellanos. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I know what she said. What? <laughs> Nunca. <laughs> okay, so let's let's take this out. I understand, Mr. Bazi. Um, we, you know, as you know, no hate here. Watch your side of the story. You might need it. Yeah. Because, are you scared or are you hiding? Oh, dude, you're all over the freaking Western <laughs> Hemisphere now. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we go, I just want to give Mark um, a moment to recall. Dear, sweet, Ashley Lagata. I already did. We'll do it again. I'm going to miss that cat. It's, I know it's just a cat, but it's my cat. She's part of our family. Tell me I'm something. I'm not going to cry. Not, not did, did, would she crawl up and lay on your chest? Would she, I'm trying to get him to cry, Karen. Hold on a second. No, no. Oh, I said condolences. I mean, Thank a you. pet is a family member. Oh, absolutely. So he doesn't need to keep reliving it. We're going to give you a group Thanks, hug. Thanks, Karen. That's no called one's... cold dolences. <laughs> I want Thank some you, tears. Karen. Thank you, Karen. No. Wait a minute. No, wait. You're, you're not going to break me. Was this the kind of cat that would follow you around? Come um, home? Yeah, no. She would. <laughs> I'm not going to fall in this trap because this is the one thing that made me cry. I was thinking about how when all the madness, meaning my two kids, went to bed, she would come down and sit with me on the couch like, Thank God those monsters are away. Now we can watch some TV and hang out together. So. Would she lay in your lap or? No, she would. Sit, she would sit on the on the floor right in front of me. And she, did she have that great that, cat. that rhythmical purring? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. she's a big old fat cat. I loved her, man. Did you scratch her like in the ears of the everywhere? Charlie, everywhere. Charlie. You're not going to do it now. This is cruel. Too far gone. This is cruel. Okay. Stop. And when did you? What was it like the last moments? When did you know? Uh, like those gonna, social media trolls when people die. Stop. This is Karen's version of. It was fucking awful is what it was. Tell me about it. No. <laughs> no. Let's move on. Don't do it, Mark. Anybody no. that's put a pet down knows how awful it is. No. Don't do that, Charlie. That's like when people say, oh, you know, I lost my aunt. What happened? What do you mean what happened? She died. That's it. Let it go. Let's go. Let's move on. No, because if we let it go, then it's gone. Should just make a the way you can't story. alive is to speak of them. And and that's fine, but you speak in a, in a manner Why that's are you yelling over me? I just want to help my friend, Karen. Then stop dragging it out and making him feel bad. I love Mark. I don't want to see Thank him you. sad. Well, you know what happens? He goes home. He opens the door. She's not there. Déjalo en paz porque es una and there's a feeling of emptiness. Thank you. It is very personal to me. Lo siento, man. No hay. Dripping with sincerity. La gata no hay. <laughs> yeah, she's not here today. I'm home. La gata bajo la lluvia. Sí hay. Do you have that feeling? Have you had that? When did you put it down? Uh, Monday night. Have you like seen her in the corner of your eye and she's not there? Déjalo en paz, por favor. nice. Constantly. Yeah, I'll answer them all constantly. <laughs> There's other people dealing with this, Karen. If they can get some guidance from Mark and know they're not alone. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Constantly uh, keep looking for her. Have you accidentally poured 
food for her? No. Charlie. Nope. I am so disappointed in you. I am. This is cruel and unusual punishment. Don't answer any more of his questions, Mark. All right. Thank you. That's my legal counsel. Okay, well, it, it was great. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Assam. Thank you, Isabel. Isabel Navarro. Oh, Isabel Navarro? Sí. Porque tu mensaje uh, dice así me, Jones. Ese es mi nombre por ahorita, pero antes de casarme. Oh, es tu nombre gobierno. Sí. Uh, it's your government name. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's my, after, when I got married. Yeah, in, 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 my maiden last name is Navarro. Navarro. Mm-hmm. Y, y, uh, y no tengo un, uh, un esposo ahora. No. Divorcio. Sí. Bueno. <laughs> you don't have to answer his questions either. Do you, when you go home, do you sometimes see your husband walking around? All right, that's it. Enough. Enough. Put him down. <laughs> you see your daddy walking around? Oh, oh. 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 he walking. Okay. No, this is uh, so long, Ashley. We'll see you in Kitty Heaven. This is a uh, this is for you, girl. <laughs> Favorita. Just called. Yeah. Yeah. Should I call him back? Sure. John Vaughn, uh, who had been camping out outside President Slishel's house. Is it ringing? One of the victims of uh, Dr. Dr. Anderson, which has just settled. And then he was on uh, Dr. Phil. Yeah. He asked me to go on with him. I was like, fuck no. Yeah. It was a, it was a, well, it was a rough one. I don't know. I don't know if you would have fit with the uh, other panelists. Hey, John, you there? 
Yes, sir. I got you on the air. Is that okay? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Too late now. Well, I can take you off, brother. Shit. <laughs> All right. How you doing, man? I'm good. What you calling about, bro? Uh, well, I was like, you know, who do I know that has a Pulitzer? And um, I needed some advice uh, because I've got this uh, op-ed that I've written and I was going to talk to you about, you know, how do I get something like this published and who do I talk to? But I want to go national and local. Okay, so would you say I got a what? Pulitzer Prize. Oh, oh, no, no, I have a Pulitzer. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I can find I can find no, someone no. that has a Pulitzer. That's my country language saying Pulitzer. <laughs> I, no, I don't know what what it's called. I actually don't know what it's called. But uh, <laughs> yes, what what, I, what I'm gonna do here is uh, get a hold of you and help you get that done. Okay, so the long story is what it's not over. Okay, what I'll do is um. Hey, shoot me your email. I think I have it, but shoot me your email so I can let you take a look at the final version, and then we we, we strategize. Yeah, now let me do this. Uh, just for the listening audience who doesn't, what is it about? Like, your your dispute with the university is not over. Is that about right? That, and, you know, there's just been a, you know, since the surgery, you know, the firing, all that stuff, I just haven't had the strength to respond to, you know, a multitude of places and I want to just do it. This is my words. This is my feelings. Like, you know, let me give a little tease here. Let me give a little tease. You want to know what happened to your semen that they took? Well, that, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm that's naked and cold, dude. That's naked and cold shit to say, but that's really, you know, like shit. That's shocking to me, man. Well, yeah, but you know, it's not just mine. There are others. I, I know, mean, I know, I know. I talked to one of my friends, and one of the first things he said after the settlement was, JV, you know the fight's not over, because we still have answers. We want to know where our DNA is. Word. All right, look, I'll call you back. Give me a few hours. And look, are you in the trailer still in front of the former president's house? No, I haven't been cleared yet by the doc. He had his um, cancer surgery. How did it go? But I should what be well. there sometime next week. Oh, you're gonna be? I'll be out there with you. Maybe you know. I'll bring the old uh, Corona typewriter. We'll bang this bitch out. I'll call you today, and uh, if you have a little extra room in your heart, you know, I know you're going through a lot. If you could say a word or two, you know, to the the big man above about my friend Mark's cat Ashley. Stop it! That pales in comparison. Uh. Okay. You go. Thank you. Her name's Ashley with a Y. All right. Okay. All right, cool. Love you, dude. Talk to you. All right, love you, man. Talk to okay. There you go. What, Karen? Nothing, Charlie. That is cruel. Prayers are not cruel. <laughs> <laughs> this is where she's Karen's starting to get mad at me now. This is like everybody take take a screenshot. I'm not mad, so it's all I good. do not approve. Okay, wait. No can we get t-shirts? We got t-shirts for the public now, right? Uh, yeah, but they're not available to buy yet. What the fuck? I know, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't even have a t-shirt. I know. Okay, and I want a picture. Karen like that, scowling. I do not approve. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I love you, Karen. 
I love you too, Charlie and Mark. I love you. And you Thank too, you Joey. Too. And the hugs and prayers for Ashley. Let's Thank keep you. her in the Oh, don't and do that. <laughs> You're just trying to get him to cry. No, I'm not. I want him to. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Ay, 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 ay. Kandai no Let me sing, don't cry, people. Sing, don't cry. Sing about the life of Ashley. Later. <laughs> Bye.